I believe there is more to a TV show than the series alone. Watch any related works and you can see the echoes of all its creators, stars, and fans. Long after we have finished, down below will be here, ready for new listeners to enjoy. Uh, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. Hi, Ben. And I'm Beth. Uh, Heidi couldn't be with us today, and you know, because of the holidays and all the family stuff, Heidi may not be back with us until after Christmas, so hopefully she's having a good time with her family. Uh, and we don't have a guest today, unfortunately, so it's just the three of us. Yeah. That's okay. The My three of us for third space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dexter's here. Um, Reese is somewhere. I'm not sure where he is. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So today we are here to discuss the Babylon Five uh, TNT movie, Third Space. I don't think we did an ISN report last time we did a movie. So, <laughs> um, so Third Space originally aired July 19, 1998, a day before my mom's birthday. Um, <laughs> about a month after. <laughs> Movements of Fire and Shadow, and the last episode. So, they waited a while, part one and part two? Yeah, it's about it was about four and a half months between part oh, one and Yeah, they, they did one of those mid-season cliffhanger things again that they've okay. been doing for the past seasons. I see. And so, when did they film this movie, do you know? Oh, um, during season five. There was a five. block of time, in, yeah, a block of time in between season four and five where they filmed a load of stuff. So they filmed this between seasons? I don't know. Yeah. I thought... I, I believe it was filmed before season five. Okay, yeah. Because, because of Ivanova. Because I think the, this whole... These movies were the last bit of her contract. Um, the kind of... I'm not sure exactly how it worked out, but kind of, you know, somehow she's in these movies and she's not in season five. That's kind of make... And I think I heard stories that, you know, this and in the beginning uh, uh, were filmed before Series 5 started. And then, uh, you know, other stuff was filmed after Season 5. So there's two more movies, right? I think there's just one. Oh, one more movie. Yeah, um, it's because a lot of people consider um, the pilot kind of a movie as well. If oh, that makes I see. Sense, because of how long it took in between the original pilot and the start of the first season. Okay. Um, I think I'm right. I might be might be forgetting a. a um... Oh no, there is one other. Yes, sorry, you're right. Yes, there is another one. Um, I te- it's one I tend to forget, but not to say it's a bad one. It's just one I tend to forget about. <laughs> okay. Um. It was directed by Jesus Trevino, who last directed Racing Mars, and written by JMS. This interesting concept for a movie, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it took, takes place in season four, so uh, I think it's between Into the Fire and Moments of Transition. You know, it's like when I, when I used to watch Star Trek, the more episodic series, I used to always think, you know, there has to be stuff 
going on in between the episodes if they're not showing us like there has to be some important stuff that going on that yeah um i watched the introduction to this and kind of the whole concept is you know you look away from you know you know for just a second keep you know for just a second you're concentrating on everything else and oh look you just the the universe almost got destroyed Right, exactly. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch the commentary for this movie, but I'm going to try to watch it because um, Jeff Conaway and Stephen First are on it. I want to hear what they have to say. <laughs> yeah, I saw there was a commentary. I think Patricia Tallman as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, so it's kind of the whole concept was this horror um, in space and drawing a lot from H.P. Lovecraft. I just saw... Have you guys seen Arrival? That's, that's something uh, I want to see. I think I'm going to try to see it this week. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, uh, it's just the, con- the the concept of the aliens with the tentacles and things. Oh, uh, yeah. It's always you know, interesting how they come up with what an alien is going to look like, you know? Right. These are some yeah, really they, um, old aliens that were there long before the Vorlons. Well, the whole idea here is they got in an independent artist who they found out was a fan of Babylon 5. And got him to do all these designs of these new aliens. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was like, I think they need random mouths <laughs> and just random places. Oh, yeah, that was the whole idea, you know. You know, the um, they weren't meant to kind of have this weird abstract design to them. Is it the same guy who designed the artifact? I saw something about that in the Lurker's guy. Um... So yeah, the movie starts with a Sheridan voiceover about the Shadow War ending and the Civil War is on the horizon, but they make contact with Third Space and hope they don't ever make, hope they don't ever find Third Space again. What exactly is Third Space? Well, yeah, the Vorlons kind of describe it later. Is technically it's another dimension. So it's a completely different universe. Okay, it's a different. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's the impression I get from what Lita said anyway. So there's a battle. Right, I think, uh, I think you're right, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. But I didn't think of it as being a dimension, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the, they described it. Lita went on to say they killed all, you know, thousands of other species in their home universe. Yeah, these were very one-dimensional villains, let's just say. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they really are. Just hell-bent on destroying every, every all-life. But I don't think the villains, are, the motive of the villains are kind of what's meant to be driving this. It's meant to be kind of the horror of it, or, you know, the kind of um, graphical horror of these weird cr- creatures, this imposing force through telepathy as well, of... You know, being able to take over other people's minds and things like that. That's that's our driving force of this, I think. I guess the Vorlons didn't get to know them that well back when they first met uh-huh. them, so we don't know why they're trying to do this. <laughs> We're just... uh, well, I mean, I've got a theory that the first ships we see um, coming out the kind of third space gate are actually old Vorlon ships that have been modified. They look Vorlani anyway. Yeah. Because the other ships look so different. The other ships kind of have this orb to them and kind of this huge one big gun at the front. 
Oh, God bless you if you can tell the difference. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, device he's originally ruled on and then modified by the alien race. Uh, so they're starting out with a fight with Ivanova and her, um, her crew fighting off a raiding party and they laid a mousetrap for them because Sheridan comes in and with the White Star fleet and the raiding party surrenders, this mousetrap theme comes up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sheridan's going you know to... how on the last episode um, they were talking about how they're losing their fleet, you know, the White Stars to attrition? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's like this, this movie is like epi- you know, ex- exhibit one and why. I think I felt like Get taken down yeah this one movie i saw yeah i remember the one <laughs> the, one of yeah. the movies yep, the white star uh, i've got a feeling you know they kind of were building a few white stars over season four so they had rebuilt their fleet a little bit because <laughs> you know the uh vaughn on shadow almost have gotten rid of a lot of them as well mm-hmm and Lita's meeting with some, a client who wants to verify uh, whether some guy cheated with his wife or not. And while this is this going, this was up, a very interesting, weird thing that had nothing to do with anything, but it was interesting anyway. I guess yeah. I don't know. What was the point of this? I, I was wondering if Lita just said no because she wanted to like end this conversation because <laughs> her head was hurting. <laughs> Uh, maybe, but I think, you know, the impression I get is that, you know, the guy that hired her was very um, paranoid anyway. Yeah, she may have just said no to end the conversation and just to eat, put his mind at ease. But um, while this is going on, she's uh, here, um, she's seeing stuff, she's having a headache, and she's seeing something in hyperspace. And I think she hears the voice of, um, was it Clarence's voice or something? She hears a voice of people talking and... We go to the next scene where Ivanova and her crew find something, picking up something in hyperspace, and we see Clarence. <laughs> well, we hear Clarence, don't we? Yeah, then I think we see him. We hear him first, and we see him. Well, I mean, uh, these early scenes really reminded me so much of Ivanova and how I've missed her, because I don't usually watch it in this order. I don't usually watch it halfway through season five. Yeah. Don't you miss Ivana yeah. and Clarence <laughs> together? <Yes. laughs> you know, I honestly don't remember me, but um, I was so glad to see him back in the Yeah. And Ivana, of course. Um, but the, whatever they find isn't under power, but it's huge. So she wants all the white stars to come because she thinks it could be dangerous. They're going to salvage it, take it back to B5. Let's take this thing that we don't know anything about back yeah. to B5. <laughs> I feel like they should have, like, just on the other side of a jump gate, like, somewhere where they can stage and, and do things, you know? Yeah. Like, go through the jump gate, go to the closest other jump gate, and just take it there. Yeah. Get there pretty fast, but it's really far away. Mm. So, back on B5, Ivanova's about to ride. They have to make the jump gate bigger so this artifact can fit through. And Lita has a vision of the Zocalo with a lot of bodies on the ground and some kind of creature behind her. A shadow, at least. And Veer talks to Sheridan Delin. Turns out the League wants to help examine this thing, but um, Sheridan says no. And Delin kind of teases Sheridan about how everything is his, I guess. He wants <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've seen that before as well. And Zack investigates the artifact and finds evidence of weapons fire, so 
tells everybody to be careful. So they send in a maintenance bot and that gets drained. The power gets drained from the bot. Then somebody from IPX Interplanetary Expedition shows up and wants to uh, meet with Sheridan. And Lita is in her I room. I liked her. Um, yeah, that's Sheridan. I, I kind of did like her. Um, you know, did she uh, remind you guys a little bit of the way that Captain Lockley talked? I don't know. The way she talks and her mm. voice sounded so much like Captain Lockley. For some reason, I was expecting her to be in this because I thought I saw her in the preview, but maybe it was her that I was looking at, and I mean, maybe I was watching it, kind of not really paying attention very closely. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> we see Lita doing some artwork on her walls. And oh my god! <laughs> there is well, this is stereotypical crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So, Doctor was it Elizabeth Trent? From IPX, played by Sherry Belafonte. She wants to look into, she wants to, you know, study the artifacts. So she and Sherry come up with a deal. She's supposed to share all her information, and, but Babylon 5 gets first dibs on everything. They won't use any of the technology against the other races. I love how snarky this character is. God, later on, she kind of becomes a caricature, but earlier on, she's kind of awesome, and I kind of wanted to see a bit more of her. Well, it was interesting how she was talking about, you know, that corporations can, you know, don't have to follow the blockade or whatever. I don't mm, really understand the yeah. whole reason there. Um, well, maybe they're just so powerful that just do whatever they want. Or remember, it was I, uh, IPX who originally just, you know, uncovered the shadow ships and started mm-hmm. working on the shadow yeah. ships. Yeah, his wife, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they went to Zahadu first, wake up mm-hmm. shadows. It's <laughs> yeah, uh, it's planetary expeditions seem so big they're kind of a government on their own. And he would like definitely be the one to be like, uh, be careful, <laughs> things can really go wrong. Oh yeah, like, he's trying to say you know be careful when you're doing this, but he just doesn't listen. I mean, literally, how many alien races in this sh- ancient alien races in this show has IPX un- <laughs> unleashed? At least three, by my count. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> maybe needs to <laughs> regulate uh, IPX a little more. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Chill. Like, be careful. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like all these going to different alien worlds and was a dangerous alien technology. Aren't they the ones who found that um healing device? It probably or no, no, that was just the doctor. But it was IPX who discovered the Icaran thing, you know, back in Protect. Protection. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was IPX who did that. That was my third one that I can remember. Um. Yeah. Also, they kept talking about how Babylon Five needed uh, food and supplies, so that's also part of the deal. And then Ivanova chimes in conveniently while the lady's in the room and tells them that uh the artifact is over a hundred I mean over a million years old. Yeah. She said carbon dating, which I think only works on um organic life form, but uh, Well I you know, it's Volon technology. Volon technology is part organic. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that one Ian if you want. Um so Ivanova's really frustrated by IPX coming. This was nice to see Grumpy Ivanova again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Franklin uh, comes in and talks about army ants because we hadn't seen Franklin yet. So <laughs> he had to come 
I'm just sorry. I'm so <laughs> cynical about Franklin. <laughs> I know last week's episode, I was like, I just need to do something with I Franklin. I mean, if so. it's one thing this show has done, it's made us all cynical of Franklin. <laughs> he hasn't been as badly, though. Sometimes he's around just because they need to put him around. Yeah. He needs to be around. Like, why are you here? Why are you escorting deer to... <laughs> yeah, they've been having him fight and stuff lately. So. Yeah, well, he gets into fighting this episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got, he got practice in, even though this was filmed first. But, you know, he got practice in that episode. Mm-hmm. Good um, at that. So, um, yeah, she wants, Ivana wants to kill some people, but she can't. <laughs> she decides so this, just to go for, you know, an early night. Yeah. This next scene was like really awkward. And I was, I really, this is one of the reasons why I want to listen to the commentary to see what Patricia told me. Is this like, is that, oh, oh, the, okay, I thought you was. The I lift scene, you mean? Yeah. Oh my god, it's with the best. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'm uncomfortable. So, so bizarre. <laughs> oh, this was awesome. I love She's it. not going to remember any of this. No, no. no she, she doesn't. And, you know, and that's and why, yeah. kind of, you know, talks himself out of talking about it ever again as, as well. Yeah. 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 But he was no, it, later on when Nita gets examined by Franklin, he was watching that feed. He should have overheard her say, I don't remember anything. Yeah. Maybe he should have tried again or just said, oh, well, that was I my know. one shot. <laughs> I know. So, I feel so sorry because... If you had Zach and Lita in a relationship, Lita would never have been seduced by Byron. <gasps> oh, uh, you're right. Mm, Probably. You could have avoided that whole... <laughs> yeah. Zach needs to talk to Clarence about how to... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how to right. Ask Lady out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he asked her out and um, blah, blah, blah. And the only thing that got a reaction from her is when he touched her shoulder. Yeah, he just kept going. That was yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny, but... But he apologizes as well. I mean, even if she wasn't um, in the current headspace, he immediately realizes, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. Well, that was kind of an invasion of privacy. Is there <laughs> another scene where he grabbed her and kind of pissed her off during the telepath storyline? Maybe I'm thinking something else. Hmm. Um... So, yeah, the bots out in space, the bots are on a collision course with the artifact, and I guess they shoot the bots. I think I, I looked know. down for a second here and stopped and didn't see what happened. Uh, no, Lita's being controlled by um, Wall of Memories, and realistically there's not much else she could do, but this really wouldn't have had any effect on the device at all. But, you know, why didn't she say this before? What did it see what? Sorry? Why couldn't why couldn't her like she should have said something right away. Like the bone I mean, memory. She said been... something later of we try to warn you. What? You try to walk right all over Lita's Oh walls. yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that's not exactly a warning, is it? <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's in their usual Vorlani way. <laughs> Very cryptic. Remember, like remember what? <laughs> yes. <It's> danger. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so I wasn't sure who this is. Zach found. Somebody passed out in the hallway. I didn't see who it was. I, I noticed the Narn security, which was yeah, a call back to that. Um, 
So they burst into her room and see Lita in there with a gun, and she's saying they have to stop it. Very cryptic. So, where are Jakar and Londo at the time? They're still on Centauri Prime, because at this point the Emperor's just been killed, and they are just sorting out the uh, new Regency. Okay. So that's what's going on there, yeah. So in Medbay, Lita can't remember anything since yesterday afternoon, and... She just has this feeling like she's seen the artifact before, and the doctor's going to give her something to sleep, but she knows she's being watched, and the people watching her, well, Dr. Trent, like, knows that she shouldn't be able to sense that if she's a really a P5, but they she, they know somehow that she's been altered by the Vorlons, somehow. And again, you kind of have another thing that shows these films were meant to introduce people to Babylon 5 because Yeah, there's got... a lot of Lita backstory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got uh catch up mono you know, kind of thing going on. <laughs> and um there are a lot of special effects in this and they look really good. Um I think it's more than all of season one combined. More special effects yeah. in this Oh really? A lot of issues. But JMS said they didn't really have that much more money than normal, but it looks like they did. It almost seems like all the movies combined, they probably had enough budget for another season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dr. Trent warns that Lita better not hurt any of her crew or they'll take care of her. That's helpful. Uh, this is when, yeah, she introduces the theory that, yeah, maybe the Vorlons have influenced Lita somehow to stop technology from getting into other races' hands. So they start scanning this, um, the IPX people start scanning the artifact and some guy on B5 starts shaking in his sleep and the artifact awakens. Yeah, I don't know when it is, but we get reintroduced to Juice. Oh, uh, yes, a little okay. bit later. Yeah, remind me what, what he was in before. Uh, he was in Grail. Way back in season one. Or was it season, that season two? Yeah, it was yeah, season it was one. Season it was two. Yeah, the episode with the uh, Truth Seeker, all this gaijic. Yeah, and the um, fake warlord. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deuce was the, had the guy, um, the creature pretending to be a Vorlon killing uh, people. Okay. And Londo knew what it was somehow. My god, why did they bring him back so weird? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> this is pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring back, um, I don't know. Let's bring back the parents that killed their little kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I recognized him, but I was like going, where, what episode was he on? I was so confused. And if he's alive, Nagrath has to be alive. <laughs> oh, they said Nagrath died, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I don't believe, they said he was taken oh. down. Like, what does that mean exactly? Are you a truth? Maybe it happened during <laughs> this time and they just didn't have the, um, the puppet anymore, so they couldn't show it. So, yeah, that, Buffy you know, had maybe it. one of his thugs got influenced by um, the device and killed him. Sure. Uh, if I ever meet JMS, I'm going to say, clarify, is Negrath dead or was he just, you know, put in prison or something? Or and what happened also to Kodoth? Also, Kodoth. What happened to Kodoth? Yeah. What'd you say, I mean, Ian? Clarence. No, I mean, as in after Babylon 5 is all over and, you know, what happens to Clarence? Oh, okay. What's his life path? Yeah, it's his career path. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does he ever find true love? 
<laughs> We're rooting for Clarence. Yeah. Does he get uh, a second chance with Ivanova? Probably. Uh, I think her heart is with Marcus uh, frozen somewhere. Let's <laughs> um, not forget, he wakes her up. He clones her? What does he do? Yeah. I don't know if you get that, really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ivanova, um, quote unquote, wakes up and she's looking at her blue nightgown. What the hell? <laughs> this was really odd. <laughs> um, her hair, and yeah. You know, sexy little top on, and like in slow motion, like in a music video, it's which just, is very odd. I don't think Ivanova is the sort of person that goes to bread in a silk. But it's not the first time we've seen her in, you know, is it? I think one time before we saw her in bed, she had on a nice little, um, nice little top or whatever. Yeah, it could be, but it's just, I thought there it was weird because, you know, well, Veer was fully dressed, but he had these girls with him, you know, so I I thought, are they trying to say this thing has a sexual element to it? My impression is that the aliens are sending out this general thing that means people can share dreams, but their own dreams kind of interweave into it, so, you know, Veer so then Ivana goes was off. having a dream about walking slowly in pajamas. Yeah, and then kind of, as part of Veer's dream that we didn't see, kind of having, you know, a sexy dream. I guess. It was just odd. Ivanova dreams about wearing sexy, <laughs> sexy yeah. nightclothes. <laughs> um, so they were looking over a city. Yeah, the yeah. tower... The impression right. I get is that everyone who has been influenced by the tower and the aliens perceives it as something beautiful. Whereas Ivanova, because she's slightly telepathic and therefore influenced by the Vorlons... What? See, well, remember in Season 5 we find out telepathy exists because of the Vorlons. Yeah. So every single Vorlon has kind of been influenced by... So every single telepath, which includes Ivanova, because he's a latent telepath, has a bit of Vorlon influence inside of them. Is this a something we were supposed to get from this movie? That's what I read. I don't know. I thought that she just questioned. She was just, and it's just her nature to question things. So that's why. Maybe. And Veer just kind of accepted it. So, yeah, Veer just kind of accepted it. So he's just, um, like, don't question it. Because I thought Lita was, you know, this conduit because she had been literally yeah, getting she, she, stuff directly from the Vorlons through the... Well, uh, I, maybe, but kind of... Maybe it's just my own head canon, the way I'm reading it. Um, you know, the way I look at it is, yes, Lita's been the most influenced by the Vorlons. She's the one that um, the Vorlons have had most recent contact with, but to a lesser degree, every other telepath, you know, kind of has that influence there as well. Just the more powerful they are, the stronger the connection to the Vorlons is. Is that... We, we never talked about that before in the show, though. That's never really... No, been. it's never mentioned, but... Okay. It's, but it's just... with the, What's going on here in first place, the fact that Lita actually says this is a memory an implanted memory, and that apparently there are a lot of other mistakes, so that 
that that means Lita can't be the only one to have that memory implanted into her. It's got to be some sort of genetic memory that's kind of passed into the telepathic gene, almost. Oh, see, of. I thought that because she had spent so much time with them and they were literally doing that thing with her I that think she she's the most powerful conduit. It's open for interpretation, I think, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they had had more than those two, I think we would have been able to figure it out. Plus, not everybody oh, was affected. So. You know... Yeah, the... Yeah. I'm not sure how they choose who they want yeah, to Zach work for them. Yeah, Franklin were fine, and Sheridan and Belen were fine. Yeah. you think they would, like, go for the top brass. Yeah. Unless Here. they can't kind of direct who they go after. They've just got to send out a general wave, and it'll just it just hits people at random. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Because apparently, you know, like the one guy who screams, clearly some people... You know, get the vision and see, you know, get the way, but kind of are either, you know, don't react the same way. You know, they kind of might react like a vanaville, might kind of go a bit crazy like this other guy. Yeah, so this tentacle thing comes out and touches Ivanaville and she wakes up and the, the guy, I think his name was Bill, who was working with Dr. Trent, he's eating and a bunch of people come up and start crowding around him. And Deuce tells him... When's the last time we saw something like this happen? It was with Byron and his cronies. (laughs) Yeah, tells him they need to move faster and make it work. So, yeah, these guys are trying to get the the, the other thing open. Uh, So there's the people touched by the aliens and the people touched... And then there's Lita for the Vorlons trying to stop them. Um... So Sheridan isn't happy with uh, the progress. I think I skipped the scene where the doctor was uh, speculating that this artifact could be even more important than the jump gates. But she's very vague about what it is because the audience is not supposed to know yet what she thinks. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's being super vague. She just kept going on and on. Like, this could be really important. This could make jump gates look like nothing. But it's also, again, huge info dump. You know, this is what jump gates do. This is what hyping space is. Yeah. Right. This is how we got jump gates. Well, it was a good refresher for me, too. So. so, Sheridan sees something on her notes and recognizes it as being Vorlon writing. It gives her 48 hours to report her findings. I like her reaction. She's like, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's my favorite thing she said. <laughs> like, whatever. I just uh, love the elevators on B5. They're just, they know exactly when to dramatically close. There was <laughs> one scene. I mean, if she scene, hasn't pushed any buttons. Yeah. I think it was last week. There was a scene where Sheridan's standing next to a door, and it didn't open until he was ready to leave. Like, he's standing beside yeah. the door the whole time when it opened. <laughs> but it was time for him to leave when he finished what he was saying. That's the future. <laughs> well, um, no. It's like the um, doors on Star Trek that know exactly when to open dramatically. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, there's so many scenes in that when they walk towards the door but don't need to leave the door, so the door doesn't open, but as soon as they need right. it, it does. Yep, it knows intention. At least Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has an explanation for that. You know, all the doors are sentient and have their own personalities. Telepathic. 
Um, oh, I need to read that again. I haven't read that in so long. So Zach is questioning Deuce about why he uh, was trying to open up an airlock. Apparently, he wanted to go outside. I don't know if my first thought was, is he looking for Koda outside? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sheridan could have spent more time at the very end drifting around in space with Koda. <laughs> Maybe that's why the lens said, oh, I don't need to pick you up. You can go stop by Kodar's bar for a while. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he's saying something about the city and tells Ivanova she's seen it and that the people that have been, the people that have heard the call belong to them and the others won't survive. And she doesn't say anything about her dream at this point. Um, so Dr. Trent and the guy are talking about Sheridan saying that he's blaming them and he's just trying to get all the credit and she wants to accelerate the program but he doesn't agree until she tells him that she thinks this is the original jump gate but it's different at least to a different kind of space third space <laughs> just for the sake of naming and it's even faster than hyperspace it's almost instantaneous now where is she getting this information do we think she's already kind of influenced by them I think she's Maybe. partly influenced by them, partly speculating, you know. Yeah, she kind of imposing her, her own desires onto it, you know. I really yeah. want to find something like this. And, oh, it looks a lot like jump gates. Perhaps it's, you know, a third space jump gate, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, how is this? Does she find out all this in her scan or what? Um... Yeah, those raiders at the beginning were trying to steal something that you used to make jump gates. So this is all about jump gates. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bill wonders why this artifact was in hyperspace, but she doesn't care. And Veer and Ivanova are on a lift, and he says he saw her in a dream. And, you know, this kind of gets her attention, and she, and she wonders what you happened. Know, at the <laughs> he started it really inappropriately, though. Yeah. Like, I'm just telling you this because I can't remember. What did he say? I don't know, but he no, said, like, I won't tell you what you were doing, or I won't. He made it seem like there was, you know, some risque stuff to the dream. Well, yeah, which... just because, yeah. I, you know, I always feel yeah. weird telling people when they're in my dreams. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sometimes telling other people your own dreams, they can seem either really weird or just really boring. Yeah. yeah. Mostly boring. Public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, once um, she realizes that they had... Well, yeah, he tells her that she was eaten in the dream. She wanted to know what happened at the end. He saw her get eaten. And then and she the calls... tiny mouths. Yeah, little, <laughs> little, yeah. So she calls Sheridan, we have a problem. Just as they power up the... um. Jump gate, isn't it? Yeah, really? <laughs> power it up, but it's too late. She tries to stop him, but I guess somebody told them that Ivanova was giving the order to power it up when everybody's looking at the artifact, the jump gate, um, and power's dropping on the station, and then fighting breaks out, of course, because there's always fighting breaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I know. <laughs> they should do padded walls. And <laughs> <laughs> they should, um, um, bolt all the furniture down so people can't yes, throw it at each other. Exactly. <laughs> no, just have, um... Oh, what are they, um... I, I'm completely blanking on what they they are now. Just beanbags, that's it. Just beanbags. <laughs> just beanbags and yoga balls. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um... 
Sheridan's going to send Ivanova to talk to Dr. Trent. He's going to see Lita. So Trent and Bill are talking about how beautiful this thing is. Like a lot of people just kept saying how beautiful the artifact and the city are. And they're going to try to stop the Star Furies. This is weird where they said, you know, Star Furies can't get close. So they have to hope that they're, all their shooting has a cumulative effect on it. Like, okay. Mm. <laughs> and that's because they... If they get close, it'll drain their power. Oh, right. Yeah. But it's already starting to drain Babylon 5's power, so... Yeah. That doesn't quite make sense. It's like if I shoot a BB gun far away at a object and just hope that it just wears it down over time, I don't know. <laughs> if you shoot a lot of BB guns at it, maybe. Yeah. My dog, like a... my dog thinks I'm talking to him. He keeps looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want? What can I do? Uh, so, Delin and Sheridan meet up with glowy-eyed Lita. Oh, yep. my gosh. She says we tried to stop, but it failed, and the door is opening. And then she gives the um, history of this device from a memory that, I guess, the Vorlons implanted in her. Yeah. So, they... Went around trying to bring order to everyone, and they kind of started to believe their own hype. So they wanted to open the door to this dimension, so they could. They called it they the Will of Souls. Was, yeah, they thought they'd find gods there. That's yeah. just weird. Because people mean, saw them as weird to drop yeah. that bomb on us that the Vorlon was God. Well, the impression I got is that she's saying, as you would understand it, God. Well, a higher power, a more, like a... A higher order to the universe. Yeah, exactly. A creator type, or like a... I don't know, it's vague. It's so vague, it really is, but that's Vorlons for you. But again, Tower of Babel, right? Yeah. Babylon. Yeah. And also, again, H.P. Lovecraft influence, you know, the old ones. So they wanted to touch the face of God and become gods themselves, but... They never stop to think about what they might be letting out while they're trying to get in. Or what they might be letting in while they're trying to get out. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we have let a classic... Let us in, let us in, let us out, <laughs> let us out. <laughs> <laughs> we have a classic, um, Vorlon phrase here. We forgot that doors swing both ways. It's, Not it's... all doors do. <laughs> Vorlon doors do. Vorlon doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just light, though. They just go through. Some ships are coming out of the um, the big jump gate. Alita says that they are a power beyond comprehension, uh, and they are anti-life. <laughs> They're literally, like, they should just call them the MacGuffin. The opposite. Yeah, the MacGuffin. This is species, the MacGuffin species. It's the, it's the alien race they could have formed an alliance with the shadows over. But, yes, you're all about chaos, but these guys want to destroy everything anyway, so they're even more chaotic than you are. (laughs) Um, That actually kind of reminds me of, I I think it was from one of the the Hitchhiker's Guidebooks where there was this planet, right, that didn't really have any idea that other races exist, and then once they find out, they're like, well, they gotta go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, Adina kind of I think, I'm not sure how canon it is because it's only the role player's guide, but in that it actually says that's kind of the origin of the shadows as well, that originally they were from an area of space which was kind of closed off on the rest of the galaxy and they 
kind of evolved on their own. And then when they first emerged, they went to war with everyone because they didn't know any other life existed. Oh, so you mean, um, I forgot his name. What's his name? A uh, crouton guy didn't tell them that there was other life out there. Well, did they not, did they not know about crouton guy at that point? No, at that point, but then kind of the whole idea is that the shadows went to war with the other races that were around at the time for kind of thousands of years until eventually an, a kind of an accord was reached and kind of they were brought into the fold. Okay. But yeah, initially the shadows Glory. just wanted to kill everyone else. Glory, and that's his name. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to call oh, yeah. him Rune, but I know that's not that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, oh yeah, in there as well, it kind of goes on to say that it's, Lorian's race were the ones who built the first jump gates. Okay, so I didn't answer that. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why the shadows have different ways of going in and out of hyperspace. It's because they developed on it on its own, on their own. So these anti-light, the MacGuffins uh, modified gates to enhance <laughs> their telepathy, and the Vorlons, I think she said the Vorlons fought them back and hid the device. No, the Vorlons hit brought back that some of the Vorlons were influenced by these other aliens, and the ones that were influenced by the aliens, they hid the machine. That's why um, the Vorlons couldn't find it. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering why, okay, they, they like hide it and then realize they needed to find it later. They just threw it in hyperspace, like then later realized that they needed to find it oh, and do something it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> So, yeah, but the, the reason they couldn't come through is because the gate had to be opened from both sides. So why didn't the, um... No, it's, it's like the door. doors it's in the bridge. hotel room. It's a bridge <laughs> rather than a door. <laughs> yeah, all, so, all like hotel room doors. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So why didn't the uh, the people that were influenced by them open it up sooner? Or why did they, were they waiting for something? Well, they hit it the in hyperspace. I kind of got is that the... The machine was damaged so badly that the warden, the ones that were still influenced, didn't have the resources to power it back up. But they could hide it in hyperspace so that, you know, a million years down the line, it could be found again. Mm-hmm. It's not that clear, it really isn't. No. <laughs> yeah, some of the Vorlons have been looking for it so they could um, destroy it. So Sheridan wants to know how to stop it. And Lita says, learn. <laughs> Lita basically does the um, date, all on data transfer thing. Yeah, just that one Ball word and system. then upload complete. Um, <laughs> so there is a, a battle going on out in space. And Sheridan, of course, has to go alone to do what he needs to do. Of course, <laughs> Zaha Doom all over again. But once I see what I did, brothers, why did you have to go alone? There's no reason. And why do you have nuclear devices? Do you have to like take four pieces of uh, like? things and put them on and this little thing. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Lego nuclear bomb. It was kind of cool that he was jetpacking his way through the fight, though. <laughs> yeah, that that looked cool. Yeah, this really... space battle looked really good. That's why I was thinking that they had you know, budget to <laughs> do a really good space fight. Or maybe it's just time, I don't know. But, no, it was uh, cool when they had that shot of all of the what do you call them again? Uh, oh, goodness. What are their little fighters called? Star Furies. Yes, the Star Furies. When they yeah. have, like, 
them all lined up, you know, in a big block with the other ship. So, seemed impractical, though. They're a bit close together. Like, any speed to really happen. Yeah. But they all have to be going at the exact same speed. <laughs> yeah, one point leader says, our mistake, one of many, so many. Mm. For that was at the end, of... right? Or was that... Well, she said well, it like, twice. Yeah, yeah, uh, she said it twice, kind of trying to reinforce everything. Well, you get I to mean, see... He's trying to set up, you know, you know, possible future things in the Babylon Five universe that we've never got to see, really. More Borlon mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when Borlons make mistakes, they make like massive. <laughs> they really do. Can't even say my bad at that point. Terrible. God, I'm so uh, glad if, those if guys are going. The shadows are kind of at the same power level. Think about all the mistakes the shadows must have made as well. Yeah. Oh man, they're That's like. That's what we're gonna say about climate future. Oh, our bad. That's what we're gonna yeah, say about Donald Trump in a few years. God. <laughs> well, too late. <laughs> I mean, like when Trump God, makes I'm mistakes. So I'm sorry. That's not depressing. <laughs> we did that last week. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's... oh my God! I'm glad. I... I'm kind of glad I missed that. Cause I... <laughs> I'm going uh, to the uh, woman's part, though. Oh, in DC. Oh, yeah, cool. my sister and I. Yeah. So, um, where am I? So, so Sheridan's piddling around. Yeah, Sheridan's um, going space. around. There's a lot of fighting going With on. With a little Lego nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and there's fighting on the station. Franklin, of course, tries to help people because he's a doctor. And he actually gets fight. Actually, um. Gets in on the oh, fighting too. But when Beer tries to get involved in the fight, that's just. <laughs> oh, we can't fight. <laughs> no, but Franklin can. And Zach was good fighters. And Ivanova. Ivanova, she beats up Dr. Trent, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't fall for that mouse trap. She saw her, she saw through it. Yeah, she really uh, should have turned that guy over. <laughs> I guess those aliens that were influencing her didn't think to tell her. How to no. you know, set this up. <laughs> <laughs> no logistics in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ivana was out there fighting and she doesn't want to retreat because she's already in a fighting mood. Um, and after Sheridan. I like how they make her look all sweaty and everything for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, after, yeah, she's after the, this damage. Um, uh, so yeah, Delenn at one point tells Susan to look at the artifact and there's this big, Ship coming through. This is after Sheridan's plane is bomb. Anybody else can hear that? A bit of influence back there, yeah. Well, look, at, it's, it's when you're talking. Oh, well, uh, oh I, yeah. I heard it when Will was talking. Yeah. yeah. Since, like, since I started using this computer, there's always a certain point where my Eric Rose's this noise started, starts coming in. <laughs> yeah, we've reached that point. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Um, no, 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 it's just funny how how he's just propelled through space by a nuclear blast and it's like nothing uh, nothing affects him. I don't know how it would affect oh, he, people, yeah, but you would so think there'd the be alien, some radiation. Yeah, and the alien ships got exploded, so it's kind of... <laughs> right. That was lucky. Yeah, exactly. Unless Nobody he's okay because of his um, whole ability from... From what's his name? The alien. Lorian. Um, Lorian? Not from Lorian. 
Remember, he's only just gotten that uh, pulse of life from Lorient, so perhaps that's still repairing his body, even from radiation. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny, though. He's like, wee, look at all the lights. (laughs) Just going for a ride. Um, Yeah, so Veer doesn't know why he's being hit, (laughs) and let's clean up. And Sheridan tells Dr. Shrin is not um, not her fault, but she shouldn't have held back information. They're just going to forget about that. And she hands- Yeah, but just don't do business with them again, really. Yeah. I think we've learned our lesson, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. Fool me twice, fool me three times. <laughs> fool me three times, and I've finally learned. <laughs> you almost destroyed the galaxy. So, yeah. <laughs> Our bad. Um, but yeah, she's going to go away for a while and decide if she wants to keep on uh, expeditioning or whatever. <laughs> and he like tries to encourage her though. Yeah, you didn't kill the everybody right. this time, but keep going for it. You might do it next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> um, so I wonder when, why. Uh, the this, when he starts giving his monologue, I'm trying to think. Okay, who is he speaking to about this? <laughs> yeah, if it's in his logs. Um, can't somebody? I guess. I mean, they're saying that they're keeping it secret. They kind of lied by omission, but I guess only a uh, maybe Earth Force or who would have access to these logs? Well, the Interstellar Alliance at some level when it gets formed would. Yeah. Elizabeth Lockley definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that thing that happened last year that <laughs> I didn't know about. It. We almost yeah destroyed the galaxy. Though. <laughs> Yeah, so he says it's not likely ever to happen again. So this is why we've never heard any mention of it, or we don't ever. If we haven't taken, and, any- and we end on, um, yeah, but we end on uh, uh, Lita saying one of so many mistakes, basically saying, "Yeah, this is going to happen again." <laughs> or there'll be another right, great universal catastrophe down the road somewhere because of us. Mm-hmm. Well, we have two more movies, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, they say in the crowd scene, I had more notes than this, but where'd they go? Anyway. <laughs> so apparently in the crowd scene, after they power up the artifact, you can see the albino smuggler from Racing Mars. So that's another callback. What? <laughs> you can see him just very briefly. I definitely saw, uh, I don't know whether it's him, but I definitely saw the guy with bleached hair, um, from, you know, one of the guys, one of those down below thugs from an episode somewhere along the line. Yeah. I saw this, uh, they show like a lot of different races, like Minbari and Narn and, you know, all watching the artifact. Mm. You do see some walk away, so I yeah. mean, well, at least that's consistent. For those are people. Who well, are those are the ones who weren't affected. Okay. That's where I thought. Anyway. Yeah, Barlow designed the alien-looking stuff. Author of Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials. Um, yeah, this movie was shot before in the beginning. Okay. Do they have any quotes? I, there are some good lines, but I was. No, you can just yeah. quote the entire Zach uh, yeah. elevator scene. I'll do Lita. <laughs> oh, we'll do Lita. Lita. 
You see, I, I do have a, um, kind of that whole Ivana of a thing, um, when she's with Franklin, you know, do you think anyone would mind if I killed just a few of them? Yeah. How many? I don't know. And they get, they notice six, and then Franklin just ends with it, go for it. That was kind of nice. Um, I think when she said one, and then he said that he'd be okay with that or something. Very um, at the end of it, yeah. And there was some beer stuff that I liked too. But I didn't write any of it down. Yeah, I didn't. I was. Look, I'm just looking online right now, but I, I don't know. Hmm. What was um, Lita saying when she was writing on the wall? Um, something about danger. Remember. Yeah. I wrote it down somewhere else. Yeah, something like that. Um, oh, there is danger, remember? Uh, mm. Well, that really couldn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Borlans. I guess their programming didn't, wasn't that effective. <laughs> Should have been more like, yeah, that thing you brought through the jump gate, that's dangerous. Don't, <laughs> don't open it. So who's our human of the week? Personally, well, because we haven't seen her in ages yet, I want it to be a Vanova. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really, because we haven't seen her in a while. She didn't do that much in this episode, in this movie, but so it was up, so good to see her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good fight. <laughs> um, Alien of the Week? Um, Fear? Yeah. yeah really no option. I mean... Apart from... Third Space Alien. The, yeah, the MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dear. I would say, um, like a random Narn security guard or something. <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's do ratings, Beth. Um, well, I thought it was pretty enjoyable, I guess. I mean, I, I, the first part of it was slow. I was so happy to see Ivanova, though. Um, but it did have quite the build-up. It was kind of a long build-up. Um, and, of course, the motivations and all that were very shallow. And I do kind of care about that personally. But yeah. but it was, it was interesting. I liked that they brought IPX in. And, I mean, on its own, the scene with Zach and Lita gets five points. So... Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a, I mean, it was in, in terms of movies, you know, it was not a lot of substance. Um, but, and I don't know if it would have brought in any non fans of the show, um, just yeah. to watch more. Um, but it was, you know, pretty entertaining. So I'm going to give it seven, um, Sexy but horrific fear dreams. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ian? Yeah, I don't usually watch the movies in the order we've just done them, and maybe that's why I don't normally enjoy it so much. But there's something about it this time round that kind of made me really get into kind of the whole atmospheric feel of this one. And, of course, it's great seeing Vonnevar again. But at the same time, putting it up against the episode we've just had of Babylon 5, and knowing that was the last episode we saw, 
doesn't do it any favours, so I'm going to have to go um, seven and a half out of ten embarrassing lift scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I don't remember it being, you know, like one of the enjoyable ones. I I loved seeing Ivanova. I guess I there's only um, I kind of forgotten a lot of it. I guess I did remember um, Ivanova being in it, but didn't really remember uh, much. Um, yeah, I had fun watching it. I'll give it eight out of ten. Uh, MacGuffin aliens. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Bug on my screen. Um, so let's take this alien artifact to Feedbackland. Are we going to use that? Yeah. So we're going to go to another universe. Yeah. So it's Feedbackland. Cool. That's where God lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have one piece of feedback this week. It's a comment from Board99. As always, he's kind of reliable. <laughs> Board says, oh, look, there's William Sanderson again. He isn't really given much to do here, but it's nice to know that he got another paycheck out of Babylon 5. Yeah, I've seen him on, um, I've been you know, watching Deadwood with Cast, so it's weird seeing. I, guess, I think when we saw him in season one, maybe. I can't remember if Cast had already started then, but yeah. Um, seriously, showing the ambassadors this after movements of fire and shadow is just cruel. I mean, yes, it was shown a month later at the same time, and the next real episode wasn't for three months later, but this was when TNT had basically given up on Babylon 5 and were programming things in a way that reflected the fact that they just didn't care anymore. (laughs) There is, in terms of any sane viewing experience, no reason to arrest the ongoing plot of B5 just as it's starting to pick up the pace. Oh well, Third Space isn't terrible in itself, nor is it amazing. It's basically bog-standard Babylon 5, There's a mysterious threat to the station. The mystery is uncovered, and Sheridan is one who saves today. I suppose one can just about justify having it here as a nice counterpoint to the older Sheridan, having just failed for once to save the day in movements of fire and shadow. But no, better to watch it separately at some other point. Thanks, Ward. Thanks, Ward. Definitely thanks for your soul. For putting this here, but this is the way I saw it when I saw it back in the day. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, you're in charge of the schedule, so you're the one who sets our viewing order. I know. But just for that, I'm going to wait another three months to watch the thing. <laughs> 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 uh, because, it, you know, I mean, I usually watch things in a different order. So, I mean, I'm actually enjoying seeing things in a slightly different way. You know, seeing these films... Uh, you know, interspersed in season five in a way that I've just not watched them this way before. Yeah, the last time I did watch through the series, I think I did save all the movies for last, but yeah, it's time a little bit. Well, in the beginning, kind of fits in because it's yeah. this one is just can you know it doesn't really affect thing. anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. But it is rather odd, you know, jumping back a whole year in kind of this show that has this overarching uh, mythology. Sheridan looking so young and without his beard. <laughs> and a part of her again as well, after not seeing her for ages. Yeah. My God, on the cover of the movie box set, Sheridan looks so different. And the, like the 
full on beard and everything. Yeah. Do you guys have the the DVD? Yeah, I have it in front of me, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean because yeah, what what they did with the DVDs, they gave each year kind of a color, and they've got the main cast, haven't they? Um, for each season in that season's standard look, and with the movies, they've just taken season five, changed it a little bit, put a different color on it. Oh. Uh, well, no, they do have different characters there because yeah, you've got Vanover in it and Byron's not in it. That yeah, that's my difference. <laughs> like Byron is gone, gone, right? We don't have to see him again. Uh, yes, right? he's gone, gone. Okay, but he won't be appearing in any other movies. Sweet. <laughs> now they're gonna do a flashback to when Byron was in Psycor, and I'm kidding. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I was we'd get Byron and Bester. Ugh. <laughs> Now, one, one thing I wish they kind of had done as a movie is kind of done a whole, a, a cycle movie. Without Bester. With or without Bester. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the original one would have been without Bester. I think the origin of the cycle oh, would have been Lord, made a, yeah. yeah, that would have made a fantastic movie. Yeah, you wouldn't have had any, any aliens, but it would be brilliant. <laughs> So you want to do predictions for the next episode? Let's see. Well, no. No. Oh, uh, wait. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Like, we usually do do predictions. I know, but I guess I I, I haven't seen it recently, so... Yeah. <sighs> um. Um, what about... I mean, we'll probably end up doing it again later down the line. Um when we get to the next movie, but what about a prediction for the next movie without even oh. getting a title? <laughs> without, without even a getting title? a title? Without, yeah, because we're just going to reveal the title later when we actually do see it. I'm pretty sure we've already... What? Yeah, we've already said that. Yeah, we've already said it, so, yeah. Well, when do we watch it? Um, I think it's... I don't know. It's not that far from now, I don't think. This is really vague. Yeah, well, it's, you can watch the schedule. Get the schedule up. It's not too okay. difficult. So the next movie is. Um, uh, I mean, are we watching it after we finish the fifth season, or in no, the middle of it? Middle of it's like after the next three episodes, then there's another movie. Oh, oh. it's it's in a really interesting place. Okay. It's kind of, oh yes, that that's going to be interesting watching it then. <laughs> so so maybe it's oh fuck I don't know let's see. Um, um, give her the title of it anyway. <laughs> the movie is River of Souls. Oh, River of Souls, huh? Ooh, maybe it has to do with Soul Hunters. That'd be sweet. Um, probably not though. Um. River of Souls. Gosh. Um, <laughs> this is hard. Uh, I have to think what a one-off movie is going to be about. Um, so they find a, um, uh, 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 they find a, 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 another dimension again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it actually, it is a dimension where souls go. And then they have to grapple with the implications of that. Uh, and, um, I don't know. Um, 
Perverse souls, dang. God, I just read the description of it. I've forgotten about <laughs> some of this. <laughs> you know how yeah, that used to start with you know somebody from their past coming on the station. Now it's going to be yeah. They found another dimension. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it goes into the future. Um, maybe we no, and because I don't know if it can be anything that's like it has to stand by itself, right? So. Maybe. I don't know. Kind of. So, I don't have any. That's a hard one. I'm on the spot. No, I'm yeah. done. Okay. Well, you have to do predictions, but the next episode is called The Fall of Centauri Prime. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you a know, few weeks back, this is the one that I really wanted you, you to do com- a commentary on. This next one. Okay. Because... You know, when we go into the future with Sheridan, I mean, Centauri Prime is ablaze, and, you know, Wanda was like, you guys did this, or whatever, it's your fault, so somehow, God, it seems like, but that's like so many years in the future, is it going to be like that the rest of the time, you know? I'll be burning for, what, like, 17 years or something? Yeah, it's just like a t- big trash pile, so, just dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, interesting. Okay, but here's my question, but in the last episode, how did, how did, um, Jakar not notice Londo being taken out of the cell? That was confusing. Well, well, there was a flash of light and it knocked both of them out. But didn't he say like, but he didn't wake up and notice that he was gone or? No. I no, guess power, the procedure is just really fast. In and out uh, procedure. Outpatient. Well, well, it was some sort of light anesthetic, I thought, you know, kind of that knocked him out for hours. Hmm. Yeah, but somehow he heard him snoring, but okay. Um, yeah, so weird. But I guess that must be, you know, the thing that, that his, his, that he's hosting, uh, the thing that takes over his body. There is a. I feel sorry for Londo now because. He will have that on him for so long. I know there's speculation of whether or not he has it at that point. Um, I guess it's not really certain. Yeah, I mean, that's not completely clear um, that, it, that it is, but you can only speculate. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure our next episode discussion is going to be a doozy. Okay. I want to rewatch the uh, the last episode before I do watch that one, though. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. Okay. So we are recording next week? End? Yes. Okay. So I'll see if Heidi has any time to record a commentary this week, but I'm guessing maybe not, but uh, maybe. If she doesn't, see whether Anka can. Anka? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's she's guessed it before, isn't she? um... Yeah. Or maybe Corey or somebody. Yeah, yeah that's right. I could do Corey yeah. or Malika. Yes. Yeah. I already have their Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, well, there may be other people you could do a commentary with if um, Heidi can't make it then. All right, I'll do my best. So I'll just say goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with The Fall of Centauri Prime. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye, I'll be seeing you. Stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, down below podcast.com, 
Facebook.com slash group slash down below podcast and Twitter.com slash down below cast. recording cool. so yeah so sheridan's on the uh in the artifact and there's this ugly creature which has its own gravity gravity or something because he's walking around oh yeah yeah but you know it's full-on technology of course it does the fleet breaks off and the bomb detonates and the artifact is destroyed and he gets prepared okay to blast a little bit yeah, that's just not going to have any effect on him. The nuclear blast yeah, that like stops on the station. Veer doesn't know why he's being hit. Will? It's like, why are you hitting me? <laughs> can anybody hear me? And oh yeah, yeah, I can now. Yeah, to the station. I don't think, I don't think can hear, Will can hear us. us. <laughs> no. Okay, hold um, on. We need to message him. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Trina apologizes for what happened. Um, Sheridan says it's not your fault, but you shouldn't have held back information, but... Oh. Uh, no, I can't hear you. I heard you when I first... I thought you just weren't talking. I heard you when I first started back. Let me check sound We'll hopefully sort this out. <laughs> Come on. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Dexy. <sighs> oh well, uh, we're nearly through. Now I can hear you. <laughs> oh, you can hear oh, us now. Great. Okay. So the device explode. I think that's where Beth was trying to say something. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I just thought... I was just talking over was... you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I realized like, that didn't sound like Will, so uh, <laughs> I figured, yeah.